Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured and all in the crowd were trying to touch him for power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and defame you and exclude you and revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. And woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. I wonder if any of you are familiar with the former radio show, A Prairie Home Companion. (laughs) See a hand in the back there? From 1974 until 2016, writer Garrison Keillor created and hosted this radio variety show keeping audiences delighted by music and laughing with comedy skits like Guy Noir, Private Eye. I grew up listening to this show and uh, it was a favorite of mine. Perhaps my favorite part of the show and the most memorable part for most people is the part when Garrison would come out on stage in front of a live theater audience and deliver the news from Lake Wobegon. Lake Wobegon was a fictional town whose residents were the inspiration for and whose landscape was the backdrop for a majority of Keeler's stories. And there's one story in particular that I have been thinking of lately. In this story, Garrison describes being a little boy at the 4th of July bean feed and he was the sole witness to snow falling on the 4th of July. And as a boy, in this moment that only he saw, he knew God was speaking. And he knew God was calling him to be a prophet. And Garrison responds to God saying, no, (laughs) absolutely not. People don't like prophets. People hurt prophets. Prophets have an approval rating of about 5%. He would be rather in his line of work, which is 
writing stories, creating fiction, you know, lying, because the world has congratulated him for it. Garrison says, God was disappointed in me at first, but more and more they've come to see it from my point of view. But humor aside, and despite this absolute rejection to be like a prophet, Garrison does not withhold what he thinks a prophet would say. And he says, we should be very careful. And what follows is a critique of prosperity, wasteful abundance, lack of empathy, and war. Garrison says, America is a country that God has blessed so much we have not suffered as other people have. We should be very careful. To rain down death on other people from our comfortable location of privilege is not becoming nor good in God's eyes. We should be very careful. And I wonder if that warning to be careful could also apply to our scriptural readings today, because today the word is full of curses and woes, and on the other hand, blessings. In Jeremiah, cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Here in our gospel passage in Luke, blessed are you who are poor, woe to you who are rich, and blessed are you who weep now, and woe to you who are laughing now. We should be very careful when scripture as scripture often does, sets us up with this binary. Perhaps you've been sitting here wondering which end of the binary you fall on. Am I blessed or woed unto? In his story, Garrison calls us, the United States, blessed for being such a prosperous country that has not known much suffering. And perhaps we would not describe ourselves as rich, However, to relative to the rest of the world, I think we all may be rich here, at least relatively comfortable. And yet even the comfortable have their own kind of poverty. Woe to us, for we are comfortable, but wait just a second. Couldn't we just as well be blessed because if we aren't presently, I know we all have mourned. And because I'm sure most of us are exhausted, perhaps to the point where we are too fatigued and overwhelmed to even weep. Because I'm sure many of us wouldn't consider ourselves happy. And I wonder, is this like a scriptural math equation where X amount of wealth multiplied by y amounts of mourning equals? Does our misery cancel out our comfortability? Or are we just getting caught up in this binary and missing the point? Are we getting caught up in what seems to be beyond 
our cultural practical comprehension about wealth and happiness. There is a professor of psychology at Yale, Dr. Lori Santos, who teaches Yale's most popular course, Psychology and the Good Life. On a podcast I recently listened to, she spoke about the world we live in as one that has commodified what it means to be blessed and happy. It is a world of toxic positivity in which we are told, treat yourself and just do more self-care in order to lead more fulfilling lives. But she says, in study after study on happiness, happier people don't actually prioritize the media-suggested and often capitalistic versions of self-care. Rather, they prioritize care for others. They're volunteering their time. They're donating to charities. They are, in fact, achieving self-care through other care. And isn't, isn't that what Jesus is talking about in our scripture today? Care for others? Isn't that the counter-cultural ideal we are being challenged to engage in? If it's one thing Jesus knows how to do, it is, reject, it is to reject the cultural ideals that we hold onto like idols of promise. The doctrine of social media, of politics, of attractive bodies, of standards of normal and good. Woe unto us if we find ourselves false prophets of these religions. Woe to us if living by the letter of the law of this religion or any religion keeps us from living the good news that is given to us today. The good news of grace and mercy and hope that we have been freely given by God in the word that we have heard and that we receive in our baptism and at the table. And that we get to embody and share with all we meet that promise of grace and love. We should be very careful. And so I challenge us here today to leave this space being very careful. Careful that we do not build our walls of comfort and security too high, that we might isolate ourselves from the rest of the body of Christ. That we not be so full of our own joys and pleasures that we avoid the suffering of others for fear they might taint us. That we not let our, go our good, own good fortunes turn us into false prophets. And that we let go of the cultural ideas of what it means to be blessed and instead enter into relationship with those that Jesus called blessed. Amen.